TheOAMNetwork.com. start off with the uh, we're gonna start off with the big boys plays with the NFL uh, a lot went down Odell Beckham is the big topic we'll get to that in a second we'll cover the games which is a little bit more important um, so Philadelphia loses to Arizona Arizona clinches the two seed they win 12 games for the first time in their history congratulations to them uh, the Patriots are back in the number one for the AFC you got Cincinnati behind them. Um, I said last week I got a little criticism for it because I thought that the team could continue to play well and play better as a team with A.J. McCarron uh, as opposed to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's probably a better player, but I think the team could be better as a whole uh, when not dependent on the quarterback, which was just costing them so much in the past. Um, but I got a lot of slack for it. McCarron didn't really do anything yesterday. I think 15 of 21, 160 yards or something. I don't know. Nothing serious. It was a, it was a team game. Like I expected Cincinnati to, uh, to play defense, uh, run the ball. Um, and they played San Francisco. So, you know, pretty much everybody has their way with them. Um, just not a very good football team, but it was a good team to bring in a new young quarterback. Uh, to kind of get his feet wet a little bit. It, it'll obviously get tougher as it goes. As this week, Cincinnati has Denver um, at Denver. Denver struggled. They haven't scored a touchdown in the second half in a couple few few weeks. Uh, I'm not going to blame this on Brock Osweiler because I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because he's running for his life. The offensive line is garbage in Denver, right? So the running game is not there. A, a lot of that comes back to – uh, not having a very good offensive line. So if Peyton Manning were playing behind this offensive line, he would be right back out the game because he can't get away from the rush and he can't take hits. Uh, if it was just simple, drop back, throw your little screens to Demarius Thomas, hoping that he would catch it because they're not catching very well for Osweiler. Uh, you think that could do better? I do not. Um, Peyton Manning doesn't have the arm, the athleticism. Or the strength to stand in there behind that offensive line. Uh, but what, what really disappointed me yesterday was the Denver defense. I mean, Antonio Brown, who is a phenomenal wide receiver, if not the best, right? Uh, he he went to work on them. And what what hurt what hurt me the most about watching it was supposed to be a championship defense. As long as we don't turn the ball over, they can carry him to the Super Bowl. I don't know, man, because I, the game I saw. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't get pressure uh, in the second half of the game. Uh, it was just, I mean, they got shredded. You know, I had my best friend CJ was over my house watching the game with me yesterday. And he was. it was late in the game, and Roethlisberger threw an interception when they should have been trying to run the clock. I was saying throw the ball because the defense hasn't stopped you a whole second half. Like, you shredded them. Right, Brown had like 18 catches for a thousand yards or whatever it was, right? And uh, it was just that defense is not a championship. De- no, Pittsburgh's offense is a top-notch offense with a uh, almost elite quarterback, right? And but they 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 couldn't even pinch them, man. If it was a fight, they didn't even scratch them. And I have no faith in Denver whatsoever right now, no matter who's playing quarterback, unless John Elway, you know, 
hooks up with Doc Brown and comes from 1990 or whatever, um, Denver's in trouble. And, and the funny thing is, two, three weeks ago, they're battling for the number one, right? They're thinking, we're going to get the number one seed. Right now, they could not make the playoffs. And what's funny is because, you know, Kansas City's red hot and they don't really play anybody tough. Uh, so Kansas City is one game behind Denver, right? And Denver's got Cincinnati, San Diego. That could easily be two losses. And Kansas City with uh, Cleveland and Oakland. Oakland's a tough team. Uh, but you got to think Kansas City playing well will, will win that game. Uh, Kansas City can win the division. Denver can miss the playoffs altogether. Now, here's the thing that can help them because the Jets were the sixth seed coming in. Uh, tied with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Uh, Pittsburgh on the outside looking in. But with the victory, because the Jets played the Cowboys, NFC team. The Broncos played uh, an AFC team in Pittsburgh. Uh, or Pittsburgh played an AFC team and got a victory. Uh, that gave them a conference tiebreaker. So the Jets are on the outside looking in. And with the Patriots coming up, it's not looking too promising, right? So uh, even if it's in New York, like you just – I still wouldn't trust Fitzpatrick in a big game, but I mean, this is a must win for the Jets if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, I think Denver's just, they are falling apart. That defense that was supposed to carry them, the running game, and I mean, the receivers are dropping passes, and it's it's just the team is not playing well. And you can blame it on the quarterback all you want, but if you watch them games, you know it's not the quarterback the reason why they're losing. Uh, Carolina in the NFC, however, Rolling thirty-five to seven on the Giants, and so I turned the game off. You know, like I'm, I've I've only got two TVs on football, so I can't watch a twenty-eight point fourth quarter lead, right? And here they come. All of a sudden, I look down thirty-five twenty-eight. Uh, so I flip it back, and uh, amazing fourth quarter, and um, uh, Cam Newton is something special, and you know, uh, if he's not the MVP, there's I'm going to start hollering conspiracy until next season. and Because um, he's the first player to have 300 yards, five touchdowns, and 100 yards rushing in one football game for a quarter or for any player. Um, and he's thrown five touchdowns three times this year. Uh, I, dude's phenomenal. Uh, and if Ted Ginn had decent hands, he probably would have thrown, you know, another four or five more touchdowns. On top of what he's done now, he's got an 18-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio it's not even close now i saw this article where peter king was saying um you know cam newton's mvp and his counterpart his friend i don't remember his name it was his article um sorry i can't remember his name but he said carson palmer should be the mvp and because carson palmer statistically has put up more yards uh you know look at his record and if you look at the player rankings like they had uh they had Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Carson Palmer lined up. It was uh, the offensive rank for rushing, uh, their defensive ranks, their offensive line ranks like sacks and like all that. Uh, out of the three, uh, Carson Palmer was way behind everything else like as far as the team rankings. And uh, So it's an argument, but it's not valid. Cam Newton's the MVP. He's the most valuable player on the best team in the league because, uh, like I said, they don't even have good receivers and – he, he's going to make them rich. and um, But Carolina's rolling the NFC. Arizona's got that two-seed on lock. They got Green Bay coming up. It's a big game. We're going to go over our picks in a little bit. Uh, but Green Bay sitting at the three. And they're 
Adrian Peterson got hurt yesterday, so I don't know how bad. But uh, I don't trust Minnesota as it is. Um, I always pick against them, and obviously I'm not right too often as far as that goes. But I don't trust Minnesota. And um, so Green Bay will win that division. Uh, Washington's in the driver's seat for the NFC East. Um, but whoever wins that division has got Seattle in the first round, so we can go ahead and knock them out. You know, uh, None of them teams are going to beat Seattle, neither Philadelphia or Washington. Um, Minnesota's at the six. Atlanta's on the outside looking in. They're seven to seven, but they're obviously not a threat to beat anyone. Um, so a lot of, a lot of big games coming up. Um, uh, the Houston game, really, I liked that game yesterday. It was probably my favorite game yesterday because a team that was down on their luck, down to their third quarterback, um, really their fourth quarterback, if you include Ryan Mallett to start the season. And Brandon Whedon came in, didn't look like Brandon Whedon. So I don't want Texas fans getting too high on that victory because if you have not seen Brandon Whedon play before, go look at the film. He will not He will not get you very far. Um, so now they're in the driver's seat for that division. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different things shaping up, but everything's falling into place really. Right now it's really battling proceedings. Uh, I think who's in right now is pretty much who's going to be in uh, with two two weeks remaining. Uh, uh, you know, everybody wants to give Green Bay a chance to mess with Carolina. I think it's a three a three uh, three horse race, man. Carolina, Seattle, Arizona, and then there's everybody else um, in the NFC in the AFC. Who can beat New England? And uh, you know, Kansas City and Cincinnati, I think, are the and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's very dangerous because they can put up points. And uh, But even though their defense played well yesterday, I still don't trust their defense in a big game right now. Uh, but they're Pittsburgh, man, and you always got to respect them. Um, so it is what it is, man. But the seedings are pretty much – there's balance for seeding, positioning, and the teams are, uh, for the most part, set. Um, so my guest today is my NBA guru, Darnell Fisher. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey man, thanks for coming back to the show. Uh, we're going to discuss NBA for the majority part of the show. I'm going to go ahead and bring you in. Since, cool, cool. You know, I need a friend to talk to me. I had a lot of criticism, so I wasn't very entertaining by myself just sharing my opinion. So, you know, uh, you know, I'll throw some things at you because what I want to talk about is uh, the Odell Beckham situation yesterday. Okay. He collected three personal fouls. Uh, Norman, Josh Norman collected two, uh, but one of his was a jam at the line of scrimmage that just put Beckham on his ass. Uh, so, I mean, um, it, take that as it is. But uh, so do you have a take on it before I get into it too much? Yeah, um, I think Odell Beckham was trying to, you know, trying to be tough there. I think he was trying to um, show Norman that, hey, I'm not a punk, even though I think you may be a punk. And, you know, just trying to like. No, get the rest of his team to play tougher. Because if you've seen that game, them guys wasn't playing tough at all until that hit where um, Beckham rammed him in the head. Yeah. After that, the team got hyped and started playing better defense, and here come the um, here come the comeback. Yeah, they came back, and, you know, one of the first two plays of the game, Beckham dropped what, what would have been a touchdown. I don't, know if, I don't know how much of the game you saw, but it was deep. He had Norman beat and dropped it. You know, he would call it about a 10. He would have strolled in. Uh, for six, and that probably would have changed the uh, turnout of the game. Yeah, I think that probably made him pissed off right there. He stopped on the temper tantrum after that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he was a little, little like, like a little girl. Yeah, and you know, definitely. Funny thing, I saw this uh, 
because I, I, you know, you can't read tone through text or through a message, whatnot, right? So I saw this post by Adam Scheffler where the Panthers were on the field pregame with black baseball bats, and Norman had one like he was taking swings and staring at him or whatever, and so he felt like he had to defend his life or something once the game started or something, man. So Norman felt that way? No, Odell Beckham Odell felt Beckham threatened because they okay. had baseball bats during warm-ups. Well, he should have felt threatened because that guy's like the top DB in the league right now, and, you know, he was just trying to – yeah, that's arguable, but when you're Odell Beckham, who's a top five receiver in the league at worst, uh, yeah. you shouldn't be worried about anything. Lately, number one receiver. Playing your, besides Brown. Besides Brown, yeah, Brown. Besides did. Brown. I mean, if you, I mean, he makes spectacular catches. Okay. But making normal football plays, uh, Brown's got to be rated number one, I would think. But um, absolutely, he's definitely in the conversation. And so he takes the cheap shot on the ear hole. You know, what, what, what nobody's looking at. And they went back and forth through the whole game because during the first uh, two drives, of course, after the drop passes, um, after every play, Beckham was taking open hand punches at uh, this is after the whistle at Norman, right? So Norman's team pulls him to the side, says, "Look, man, don't get caught up in that nonsense. Uh, just play your game." And he's looking to the refs. Did you see what he just did? Do you see what he just did? And there's only some point. That you're going that you're going to take that I mean, right? re- retaliation. Definitely, you got to defend yourself. Now, I'm not talking about intimidation from where guys have baseball bats and warm ups to where you have to defend yourself. I'm talking about somebody putting their hands on you. Yeah, no man loves no man. No man likes that. No nah, man. You know, I was listening. To, Josh Norman was on Mike and Mike this morning. Phenomenal interview because that dude just sounded real, man. He just like he wasn't sugarcoating anything, and, and you know, he straight up said, "Man, if dude wants it to go there, we can go there, but that's not what he wants." You know what I mean? We showed who he is. Yeah, I think that was more of a show than anything. What's that? The hit, the, all the fighting back and forth. Yeah, and man, it's not who he is. Yeah, it was a show. It's not who he is. Yeah. You know, uh, things you can't coach, right? You can't coach or teach. You can't coach or teach effort. You can't coach or teach heart. You can't coach or teach uh, aggression, man. I, you know what I mean? I agree. People are tough or they're not. You can't coach them up to be tough, right? Um so I think it was a cheap shot. You know, it, it's a big argument. You know, most of the, it's funny that most of the people that say, oh, it was just back and forth are only people that saw highlights, right? Yeah, they seen it like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, how it's split together. Like, if, like I was watching it with my best friend, CJ. Okay. He was showing the highlights and they were saying, he was like, man, it looks pretty back and forth. I said, okay, they're not showing it in order because that play was from the third quarter. This play is from the first quarter. You know what I mean? It's in no order. They're showing it where it's even amount of uh, back and forth. It wasn't the case. If you watch the game, it was more Beckham than It was more Norman. Beckham. Now, Norman was in his ass. Okay. You know what I mean? But most of Norman's stuff came between the whistles, right? So, while the play's live, Norman was sticking it to him, right? And after the play, Beckham was taking shots. Like, even the even the blindsided shot, which was during the play, it was he, he lowered his head and speared into his head. Now, now did, did he find him yet? Did he get a fine yet? He's getting suspended. How, how, how long you think? One, One game. game. One game. But he's appealing it, so I don't know how that's going to cut out. Um, but he should be suspended. Because, and, and, that was vicious. And this is why I think vicious. he should be suspended. Because if you're going to lay down the law on hits, if that was a defensive player that did that on an offensive player. On a quarterback? Any position. Oh, my God. Any position. But yeah. particularly if it were a quarterback, it would definitely be escalated to a different level. But um, 
If it was a defensive player lowering his head and taking an open shot blindsided at somebody's head, they would have been ejected. They'd be suspended two games. I agree. And, and find whatever amount of money. Yeah, they let Beckham stay in the game because, you know, he's the star. Well, they they let offensive not? players get away with stuff uh, like that. They do. You know, uh, we've had arguments before where, you know, offensive players, especially the receivers, push off more than the defenders do, and the flags aren't thrown. Never. And it's huh? tough to call the call. I'm not going to get into that aspect of it. Uh, but – Defensive guys don't get away with as much, you know, and, and understandably because, you know, like one dude was arguing with my sports group, man, saying, uh, don't defenders take them kind of shots on ball carries all the time. Dude didn't have the damn ball. Yeah. he. You know what I mean? He looked like he was getting up from a tackle or, you know, nah, some, some kind of thing. He didn't dude. look like he was in the play. No, nah, man. He was standing beside the dude getting tackled. He was looking over him and Beckham got a 15 yard head start. And hit him from the side. Yeah, that was, him. He didn't even yeah. see him coming, man. Yeah, that was bad. You know what I mean? It, it was it was it was bush league. Uh, it was immature, uh, and it's unacceptable in football. You know, some people are like I like him going back and forth. Some of the back and forth stuff was cool, man. You know what I mean? I understand you get physical, you get in each other's heads and stuff like that. Uh, I like that. I respect that aspect of it. But when you're taking cheap shots at other people's head from a league standpoint, you cannot ex- uh, let this be acceptable on any level. As much as your concussions and things like that, then you cannot let this. You got to set a precedent right now. You know what I mean? So the only time when the NFL need to find someone, they're not. They're not. You know, they're not coming forward and doing anything well, they about suspended it. Suspended them. Oh, okay. Like they, he's been suspended. All right. He's appealed it. Uh, you know, one game. It's a good start because he doesn't have any previous violations, right? Um, so I mean, I, I understand he's a first offender on any level. Uh, but that was just he tried to hurt him. There's no place for that in the game. Not in a game of professionals. We go play on the street where we throw you on the curb. Different That's different. Game. That's different. Professionals, you can't do that. Uh, it's just not not when you're trying to make this big roar about concussions, man. Yeah, you can't pick and yeah, choose. Yeah. Uh, like it's like you brought up if it were a quarterback that took a hit like that, even during a live play when he had the ball. Yeah, that would have been you know fifteen yard penalty. All that. Absolutely, yeah. fifteen yards. Dude may have been tossed. There's all types mm-hmm. of things, man. Because it was an intentional. He intentionally tried to hurt this guy. And but here's here's my thing, man. When is enough enough? If because uh, I think. Because I brought this up a couple weeks ago. I'm going to spit this at you. What do you think about this rule, right? Okay. If you say, because he got three personal fouls, okay? There is no rule on a certain amount of personal fouls you get thrown out. Now, if you touch a referee, even accidentally, you're tossed, okay? Uh, for But that's on sportsmanlike conduct. Uh, so, because I thought, I think that personal fouls should be reviewed because uh, they're so big. Not every penalty, you can't get into that, man. We don't got five hours to watch a game, right? Okay. So, Every personal foul is up to review from the booth. Uh, but if you get two of them, you're gone. Yeah, I think I think they should have some kind of limit on that because, you know, at, after, after the first one, you know what I'm saying, that's like a warning. Yep. After the second one, you should be out of there. You know, like you couldn't do that in any other sport. Absolutely, man. One in college, you're gone. Yep. Two in the NFL, I think you should be gone. Uh, if it's a vicious face yeah, mask, yeah, you could do it late sport, twice. So. Anything, man. You know, you should be gone. Do I think you should be necessarily suspended or anything like that? No, you know. But two personal fouls is two personal fouls, and, that, and yeah. you should be out the game. Man. That's you're plenty. Sh- you're yeah. supposed to be a professional, man. You're supposed to be able to not do that type of thing. And and he went way too far. And like a buddy of mine, Paul was saying, uh, he was watching the game with his kids. He couldn't even explain. Because uh, his kids, I think, are around 10 or so, right? And he couldn't even explain what was going on. You know what I mean? He was embarrassed to even mention it or discuss it. Um, 
But he's been suspended. He's going to appeal it. So, I mean, the suspension may not. There's no reason it shouldn't hold up. Right. Because you got to set the precedent. He definitely suspended. Yeah. He'll be suspended if he'll be this year or next. Uh, if he gets suspended next year, it could hurt him worse. Because this year, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it'll affect the stats more next year. It'll affect the team. Because this year, if you're not going to make the playoffs, I might as well lose you for a game yeah. now. Right? As opposed to next year when the slate is clean. I think they should hurt him in his pockets. I think that's that's probably the best punishment. Well, when you're suspended and you're fine, you lose your game – uh, check uh, somebody like him like seventy five thousand dollars. I bet whatever it is. Yeah, I it's, bet it's, a, it's a big portion, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no room for it in the game, and that on that, man. So, anything else you want to chime in about Beckham? Man, I just think he's gay. <laughs> he look, look, man, he got the funny hair. You know, I seen him on YouTube the other day doing some little girl dance, and I was like, oh my god, this dude. I, I think he's could, a punk too. Man, he did tone it down. If, if you're gay. Okay. That's fine. That's on you, man. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh I'm not I'm not a hater. You just do yeah, your yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean and if but, he did come out openly gay, he he would make tons of money. He would make tons of money. <laughs> He'd be set for life. He would yeah. never have to play again. He probably, Cause he cuz he's good. He's actually good. He's a he's a yeah. great talent. Yeah, he's actually good. Um uh, but if he came out, man, you know, he'd be sitting in the White House, man, for uh, being definitely, brave. Definitely. Um but anyway, so I'm going to get to my game picks. Um I'm going to spit back at you in a second. All right. Uh, my best friend CJ and my brother from the same mother Tim, who normally join me, couldn't be here today, uh, but they were able to send me a couple of picks. Um, so I'll 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 say theirs, then I'll get to mine. I'll let my guy Darnell uh, chime in. All right, so CJ his picks. He's got Arizona over Green Bay, Denver over Cincinnati. His lock of the week is Pittsburgh over Baltimore. It's a good one. Um, his upset is the Giants over Minnesota. I want to see. Uh, is Beckham going to play? How hurt is Adrian Peterson? But uh, even for me, it's hard for me to pick Minnesota, right? I mean, that game, that's a big game for both of those teams. But I think it's a bigger game for Minnesota. Yeah, I, I, absolutely a bigger game. Well, Giants season's on the line. Mm-hmm. only hope they have is to win their last two and the Eagles and Redskins not, right? Uh, so Tim's pick, he's got the Eagles over the Redskins, the Patriots over the Jets. Though Tim thinks that game's going to be really, really close. He was close to picking that for an upset, I believe. But that game's always close. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. especially in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle is his lock over the Rams, and he's got Denver over Cincinnati as well. Now the Rams usually play Seattle pretty tough. They do, but Seattle's rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? That Doug Baldwin has ten touchdowns in four weeks, right? Wow. All right. That got to be a record. It, it ties a record. Okay. Held by one guy. Take a wild guess who that one guy is. Uh, most touchdowns of the game? No. And the, Four touchdowns over three weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to say. No, no, my bad. Ten touchdowns over three weeks. I'm going to have to say somebody like Randy Moss. No, man. It was Jerry Rice in 1987. Okay. Uh, four consecutive games in one season. Not stretching over to the next. Or, I, I can see somebody like Jerry Rice. You yeah, know, man. Somebody of one of the big time guys. But, uh. Jerry Rice and now Doug Baldwin are the only guys to do that. Okay. Uh, so does that speak testaments to Doug Baldwin or just how good yeah. Russell Wilson is? Uh, well, Doug Baldwin, I think. It's a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, my picks, I'm going to go – I'm taking Washington over Philly. I'm taking. I'm not picking the Eagles in a, in a game that matters. Um, I am upset, man. I got Green Bay over Arizona. Because uh, Parson Palmer hurt his finger last night. I don't know how serious it is. They had to tape it up three times. Um I also like Tennessee over Houston uh, as an upset. Um, Tennessee could beat those guys. They can because they can put up points, man. Yeah, they're a good team. And Marcus Marcus Mariota need that breakout game for the season anyway. And and, and you know what's funny? Uh, 
as much as I say I don't trust this guy, I trust that guy, if Brandon Whedon's the starting quarterback, I am not picking that team, right? <laughs> so, uh, I like Cincy over Denver. I think they're a better team. Uh, like I said, I saw Denver's defense supposed to be championship. I was not buying it. Is, that quarter, is the quarterback coming back or not? Who? Uh, for Cincinnati. He won't be back till the playoffs if he comes back. Because, you know, he's got a cast, so, you know, that's that's pretty major. Yeah, man, he can't grip the football. Yeah, you, don't, a, you don't get a cast if it's just you, a sprain. You break – no, it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, like I said, I like Cincinnati on all of – I like their defense. It's not a great defense. It's not the 2000 Ravens. I mean, I thought they was the best all-around team before their quarterback got And hurt. the quarterback was the issue. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, my lock of the week is Seattle over the Rams. Uh, there was a couple games I want to go as a lock uh, that you could go with, but um, like Carolina's playing Atlanta, that could be a lock, right? Um, that is a lock. <laughs> <laughs> um, any of them games? Uh, Washington, Philadelphia, Darnell. This game's for first place now. Who you got, man? Look, I I have to go to Washington because the dude is playing. Cousins is playing out of this world right the, now. He, he just is. Absolutely agree, man. He the just the is. team's just better all around. Yeah, right? I mean, and you know, you know, Chip Kelly. I'm sick tired of seeing him on the sideline with that little depressing face. Like the, they yeah. always just show him. They don't even show them the players no more. They just show him. Yeah, because he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We agree with the page. What about Denver and Cincinnati in Denver? Who you got? I'm, I'm gonna go with Denver, and um, why? I think Denver's. I think their defense still is the best defense in the league. And um, Cincinnati, um, you know they don't they don't have a quarterback, so that's a big minus. Yeah, but Denver has Brock Osweiler, but and Denver, Brock, Brock is okay. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I think he's starting to. To realize what the NFL is about is really tougher than you think it is. You know, well, like, I, like I don't mean to cut you off, but like I said into an intro, they're not losing because of him. If no. you're watching their games at all, you're seeing drop passes, you're seeing no blocking. So you don't believe the sheriff, you know what I'm saying, could get it done? Hell no. I think so. I think that's what they're missing. I think they're missing a leader. I, they, they are missing leadership. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But leadership doesn't equal first downs and touchdowns. No, but because they know, were struggling on offense before Peyton went out. They were, you know, he was a game manager, and he, he early in the season he played well late in games and won us some games. Okay, uh, but I mean he's not he's not Peyton Manning that was with the Colts. No, nah, but he definitely that vocal leader. Yeah, he's so. the leader, but that can only take you so far, man. He's not Ray Lewis, right? No, nah, he's not Ray Lewis, but right. it counts. It counts a lot. Yeah, so um, so I, I guess I'm the lone wolf taking Cincinnati, man. That's fine. <laughs> um. Do you think, since I haven't had you on since my first show, okay. seven, eight weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, is there anybody you think can beat the Patriots? Um, I said the Jets the first week of the show. I said no, no, the Jets. No, 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 no. Playoffs. And the playoff, you yeah. don't think the Jets going to make the playoffs? Even if they do. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to clarify. Okay, okay. Not this week. In the playoffs. Can yeah. anybody go into it in New England and knock off? Because they've got a yeah. lot of injuries, man, but they, they still got Gronk and Brady. Okay, they they beatable, but you you got you to gotta play your A game. You got to bring your A game. Anybody Who's could, the team that's the biggest threat to them in the playoffs? Um, of I, anybody that's an active playoff team right now? Pittsburgh, it, it Kansas gotta, City. It, it, it got to be Pittsburgh with the offense. Agreed. That would probably be yeah, the majority Because they could put points up, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, um, Brady seems to, you know, score at will in the fourth quarter. Real quick, NFC, who can beat Carolina? Who would you who would you bet to beat Carolina? Because I'll take Seattle or Arizona Man, over Carolina. I got Arizona. I think Arizona really all around team. I think they, they are. David yeah. Johnson was pretty impressive last They're night. Good, yeah. MVPs Cam Newton. Cam Newton definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Brady and Russell Wilson a close second and third. Uh, all right, that's gonna be it for the NFL talk. We did our picks. Uh, right now I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. 
um, take a listen, and, uh, and come back and join us. We're going to talk NBA. Hi, I'm Claren. I'm a worker elf at Santa's Workshop. I make minimum wage and work long hours. My family is on the verge of coming apart at the seams. My wife and I speak in single word exchanges three to four times a day. I don't want to make your toys, but Amazon does. Amazon, everything from A to Z. Music, movies, gaming, appliances, apparel. Heck, you can buy a comb that looks like a switchblade knife on there. Get all your Christmas shopping done at Amazon. Since you're already in a giving mood, I'd like to ask you to give back to the OM Network. Go to theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon products, same Amazon prices. But the Amazon sends a percentage right on over to OM. You can buy an Adele CD and give back to OM. An Apple Watch and give back to OM. A hairbrush that looks like a switchblade knife and give back to OM. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same great deals, same great prices. Well, better get back to work. Please don't make me have to work any harder. All right, welcome back to the NBA Talk now with my man, uh, my NBA guru, let's Darnell get it, Fisher. Let's get, it, let's get it. All right. Uh, so, like I said, it's been almost two months since you've been back. So, a lot's changed and not a lot has changed since then, right? Yeah, uh, Golden man. State's the best team. San Antonio's the team that's we're waiting to see the only team that can beat them. They're 1B. They're 1A and 1B. San Antonio's 1B. So, if they play in seven-game series right now, who would your money be on? Man, I I will I will take Golden State because nobody has beat them yet. I mean, you can't you know they're the champs. So until you know, until you knock them off their throne, they still the champs. Best start NBA history, right for Golden State, and they can score at will. And you called their one loss. I did, and um, which had to come. I mean, everybody was picking on every game to lose, but you came out and projected a loss down the line, which makes it a little different. Like when they played Indiana, everybody Indiana's going to beat them. Nah, I mean when they play who, whomever, this team's going to beat them tonight. Well, you know, I, I picked Milwaukee simply because they so long. They, I mean, they got played. They front line is all seven feet tall, and um, you know, even their point guard is six six. So you know, it's, he could get out there and get on them threes, and you know, get his hand up. And, and I like him. Yeah, I mean, he got to work on his jump shot. Michael Carter Williams, right? He's got a way to go. He only played he one year in college. Got a way to go, you know, with a jump shot. But I mean, he's he's awesome in every other he's area. He's a perfect fit for his coach to be Jason Kidd. Definitely, he understands. He's be him. out for a while. Yeah, with that broken hip. Yeah, man. Yeah. So there's no telling when he'll be back, man. Dude, not, broken hips take a while to heal. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it, you know that was the injury. Even though Phil Jackson's a whole lot older, that was the injury that when Phil Jackson was like, I can only do home games. Okay, right. That, yeah, because of that injury. Yeah, yeah, my uncle had a hip replacement, and he was like down. Yeah, man. I bet yeah. I heard nothing but bad things. Normally, it doesn't happen till you know you're you're older in life. And uh, more fragile, I guess. But I mean, you do you think that this kid is need a vacation? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but you know, dude played eighteen years or whatever, yeah. and then he's he, been straight to head coaching. One, is, he said that he used to put it off through the. He said he he been should have did this, but he used to put his surgery off through the season because uh, he had to play. He's yeah. get doped up and play all the time. So, I believe it, man. He yeah. was a tough player, man. He was a mm-hmm. great player. All right, so not enough um, Milwaukee. Funny thing about Milwaukee, right before we jump to more important stuff, so. When Milwaukee beat them, uh, fans in Milwaukee were putting up their 25-1 and T-shirts, right? Yeah, Golden State pretty heated about and then, that. And so the Golden State fans, when Milwaukee returned or, or came to Oakland last week, they had 10-18 and 18 T-shirts <laughs> <laughs> printed out, which is pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, but, you know, I was watching – I didn't see the game where they, they beat them, but I was watching the game where uh, – in, in, in Oakland where – 
they almost beat Golden State again. Yeah. And, you know. That game got pretty testy at the well, end. Well, it got testy. I'm going to tell you things that were bothering me, man. It really seemed like the refs didn't want them to lose, man. I'm not a guy who wants to blame the refs. I'm not saying they lost because of the refs or won or whatever. I, mean, I could see that. Uh, but there was a lot of plays that was like kind of 50-50 that, mm-hmm. that I felt should have went the other way because uh, I'm not a hater on Golden State in any way so I'm, I don't have any uh, I don't ha- I don't have a dog in this fight right so it's just so it would be a play and then instead like there was one play where a dude ran through Monroe and they called a foul on Monroe for holding up the defender Mayo hit a three of course that's wiped off yeah. they're bickering with the refs they're a young team they come down Golden State hits two straight threes Yeah, and you know it just changes the complexity of the game well if you the league you don't want a team like Minnesota beating your dream team you know what I'm saying twice like that well it's funny man because it takes some of the luster away from your dream team let me ask you this did you hear Charles Barkley's comments nah I didn't okay so I'm gonna give you Charles Barkley's comments first where he said uh, that the 96 Bulls the 72 and 10 team would wipe the floor with the Golden State Warriors because Golden State's just been beating up on inferior competition what would you say to that um, that team definitely was was really really good defensively um, you had Scottie Pippen you had Dennis Rodman <clears throat> And you had Mike, you know. So who's going to guard Michael? Yeah, I mean, they, were, they were a deep team. They're the yeah. best team I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I mean, there's guys that you don't even think of, like Luke Longley, who I wasn't a fan of. You know, and uh, you know, even Steve Kerr, would he coach this game or would he yeah. play in it? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he, but uh, seriously, um, you know, they were a good team built off great players like Kukoc off the bench. But I do believe Golden State will give any team a run for their money. That team could score. Well, it was funny because when all this was going on, I, I was at home the other night. I rushed home after work to watch the Tigers and Ole Miss, and uh, it was on delay, power delay. Okay. So in that time, while I'm watching ESPN News or whatever I was watching, uh. They brought Ron Harper on for an interview who was on them last three yeah, Chicago Bulls teams, yeah. and the first two Laker teams, right? And um, in the 2000s to win championships. So five. How many, how many rings did he get? Five. Ron Harper had five rings? Yeah. Wow. Three with Chicago, two with the Lakers. I thought he had six. Oh, man, that's a lot of rings but for But I guess he wasn't uh, on that last Laker team. A journeyman, team. benchman, and, you know. <laughs> no, but he's not as much journeyman as you think. Okay. Um I, he, he he was drafted by Cleveland. He started off in Cleveland yeah. where he was a 23, 24 yeah, points a game guy. I remember that. Towards ACL. Shows my and, age. And at that time, uh, yeah, I just heard this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to bring up my age. Right. Uh, but he was a 20-plus points a game store, score, mm-hmm. right, towards ACL. And back then, ACLs were not common, right? He was called the poor man's Jordan. Good player. Then he goes to the Clippers. Uh, he was on that Larry Brown Clipper team, went to the playoffs. Uh, and then when Jordan retired – they went and got Ron Harper, and he was supposed to come in and feel, and he played a more all-around point guard type of role. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he did the whole time he was in. I mean, like, he was so silent. He was silent, you know. Yeah, just, but he was an excellent defender. He was. He was a really good player. But I, I just don't want the focus to be like uh, like Robert Ory, the best bench player ever because he's got, like, 25 rings, right? So uh, he was a journeyman. He played for, like, eight teams. He right? did. Uh, as, as, as good a player as he was. the eight best teams. <laughs> yeah, that, that Phoenix team was phenomenal. Uh, but Robert Horry? Robert Orr, yeah. You don't remember him throwing the towel in Danny Ainge's face? I don't remember that, but wow, that's yeah, wild. <laughs> he, 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 I mean, this is before the Mike Dan okay. Tony teams, right? All right. Uh, he was Danny Ainge was the coach, and he said something to him. Robert Orr just threw the towel in his face, so he got traded like that week or something. But, uh, but back on topic. So Ron Harper's on the interview, and he's saying uh, they asked him. They brought up the Charles Barkley comments. He said, "I completely agree with Chuck." He said, "We would." destroy these folks man he said we would wipe the floor with them we're too physical we're too big and we're too smart along with being great he said they might get a game 
if we take a couple players out and sit on the bench. Wow. Yeah, man. So, but but you know the funny thing is you can say this because you got the jewelry and you can say this because it can't you can't be proven wrong. You're entitled to your opinion, right? Because if if I played on three championship teams, yeah, I would say that ain't too. nobody beating that team in my opinion. Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, but the Warriors have a lot to prove. They don't play San Antonio till the end of January. Uh, they've had a pretty weak schedule, like you said. You said the worst. The weakest schedule in the yeah, NBA? They, they, um, Golden State and the Spurs, they both have two of the weakest schedules in the NBA, and they got two of the best records, too, so that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that Golden State gets off to this great record. They're 26-1. San Antonio's three and a half games back. Yeah. So quiet, man. They've been beating up on a lesser competition. I mean, it's going to get meaty. But, they, but they've been more dominant than Golden State. They have. I mean, you know, they got they got a couple of players that emerge, and they got— um, They're deeper with veterans. Yeah, yeah. What's the small forward name? Kawhi That's, Leonard. Yeah, he's he's emerged to a superstar Absolutely. right now. Yeah, so if, if I say to you right now, you can have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Who do you want? Ooh, I gotta say Paul George simply because Paul George is on another level this year. He's one of my MVP candidates. He's a dark but Kawhi horse. Kawhi Leonard's a Finals MVP. Yeah, he is. But you know, he's part of a system. You know, so so if he went somewhere if, else, he wouldn't be if you the put player him, that he is. I don't think he would be. The player is as potent as he is right now. I think you know he only. So, do you think that if Paul George played on a team that was more talented, that he would still put up phenomenal stats like this? Yeah, you put Paul George on the Lakers, Bulls, no, anywhere no, no, else. No, 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 not Lakers or Bulls. I, <laughs> I'm talking about a good team. Okay, you put him on. You put him on. Yeah, a good team. Paul George would stand out still. He would still would stand yeah, out. I think he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. Uh, but he's a stretch four, and nah, he's a he's, he's one a of the best four, threes man. in he's the league. He's a stretch four, man. I don't think so. I think he's out of position. I think he's gonna leave Indiana because of that. He's gonna leave Indiana for a couple of reasons because uh, he wants to win a championship and he can't do that there. Not Indy. Uh, but um, so I'm I'm gonna throw this at you. I'm gonna run the Christmas Day lineup at you, right? All right, all right. So New Orleans at Miami, Miami. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Chicago and OKC. I got OKC of in that course. one. Um, San Antonio and Houston. I guess San Antonio. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, Houston sucks. Yeah, I mean they they okay. Here's the game of the day. Here's what I'm glad they scheduled. You got the Clippers traveling all the way to L. A. to play the Lakers. Who you got? Oh, I got the Clippers. <laughs> of course, man. <laughs> this Christmas Day lineup is a piece of shit, right? No, they got, no, it's they horrible. Got, they got Golden State and Cavaliers too. Yeah, we're just gonna get to that. Okay, right? but but you look at the rest of this. Like I, I see better games on NBA. TV on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess last year these games looked better. Cause to whom? The, I mean, Houston was better last year. Um, New Orleans. No, San Antonio, Houston, I got you. But so Chicago, Orleans, OKC, New Orleans, and Miami, yeah, New and the LA game. New Orleans was supposed to be, like, you know, better this year. They got a new coach. Anthony Davis in his third year, fourth year. Like, they were supposed to be, like, you know, up yeah, and coming. I mean, I guess I can, but it's they still not a marquee to be. game. They were supposed to be. It's still not a marquee game. And, um... Yeah, you know, Houston, you know, what's the Houston, West San Antonio, I don't have a problem with okay. being on this card. Uh, you don't like the Clippers? I don't like the Lakers. They should be in no prime time. But you got to understand, the Lakers sell so many tickets. I mean, they, they got fans all over the world. The, the, world the world wants to see the Lakers if they win or lose. What losing. world are you living in, bro? <laughs> the world wants to see the I Lakers. Know you, I know you're well, a slick Lakers fan, man. This is why the world wants to see the Lakers. It's Kobe last season. But they didn't know that coming in. They didn't know that coming they in. They didn't know that coming in. He's the Mamba. You and know he what I'm saying? He still may not even play. He's going to play for Chris on Christmas. Man, look, man. Kobe, he got new this shoes dude. coming out. Why wouldn't he play? I think he'll play, <laughs> but he may not. Right? He, I mean, you know, chances are he will. Absolutely. Yeah, he's going to play. I'm not going to disagree with that, but but it's still not a marquee matchup. It's going to be an ass whooping, right? 
Like the Clippers gonna lay wood on. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be a slaughter, man. Look, we'll be lucky if Kobe give us twenty points. You know what I'm saying? Give us something. You know, we'll be lucky if he gives us twenty yeah, minutes. We'll be uh, lucky. But Spurs, Houston have no problem with. Obviously, Cleveland, Golden State is the marquee game at four o'clock. Uh, but Chicago, OKC. Like I understand OKC being in this slot. Well, Chicago again. They got a new coach. They're supposed to be this up tempo team, and you know Durant is back with a vengeance. Let me ask you this, man: Did you okay. see the four overtime games the other night between yeah, Detroit yeah. and Chicago? Well, once again, I, I watched the highlights, but I did you know hear about Jimmy Butler had the forty three points. That, yeah, was, that was pretty big. Of course, big. that's what you heard about. Yeah, that was pretty big. Watching the Chicago Sports Center. Uh, <laughs> but five players in that game hit throw over 30 points, man. I mean, the final wow. score was like 150 to 140. Yeah, that was a pretty high scoring game. So somebody has to score something. How many rows have? 35, maybe, somewhere around is there. Rose, is Rose broken? Broken? This is what I think of Derrick Rose, man. I think this dude is a combo guard and a phenomenal talent. I think he's a perfect six man to come off the bench and play either the one or the two. See, coming off the bench doesn't mean you're not a good player. It, coming off the bench means you're like like put him on a good team. Obviously, if he's in Chicago, he's got to start. There's nobody like he can come off the bench and replace, yeah, right? That doesn't no, make sense. No. But if you send him to OKC or San Antonio or or a upper echelon type of team, and you got this guy coming off the bench, because this is what I think. I think he's a point guard that doesn't want to pass or a shooting guard that can't shoot. So he's a tweener. Well, you know, I don't think I don't think his pride would let him ride the bench. I, I, I agree with that. Completely. Yeah, he's an Iverson. I think he would go crazy if he had to ride the he bench. He is no Allen Iverson. Well, I'm talking about attitude wise, well, yeah, absolutely, you know. and, and style of play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is no Allen Iverson. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he didn't even. Oh, man, he didn't even take his SATs, man. I'm yeah, still that, mad about that's that. That's crazy. That gummy dude, bear he could barely beat. speak when he left Memphis. Yeah, man, he ate gummy bears and cost us a championship. Uh, so, in the Eastern Conference. Um, one through I'll say hell I'll say eleven. New York's at eleven. Basically, yeah, five and a half games. Yeah, they separating all, top to they all grouped together in the West. Uh, Spurs are three and a half back. Everybody else is eight, and it just gets worse from there. Uh, uh, so contenders in the East, man. Has there anybody that's been surprised you to be like, oh man, I think they can take Cleveland in a seven game series. Man, you know what's going to take for somebody to take Cleveland in the 7th game series? It's going to take a major trade. You're going to have to get somebody going to have to make a trade or something so they could, you know, get better players cuz right mm-hmm. now, you know, with Kyrie Irving coming back, man, that team is just too loaded to for anybody to beat. I mean, when they pay anybody, it's like it's a blowout almost. Um, a team that I think is is um underrated. Uh-huh. Um, I have to go with the um, Boston Celtics. I mean, I mean, they got a really really deep team. And in the playoff series, that might help them. The Celtics? I, yeah, I don't think they're going to knock off Cleveland. But, Who's you know, a threat to knock them off? Got to be Miami. That's about the only hmm. team that got enough players, enough superstars to do it. They got white so, side so in the middle. So what do you think it takes to – I didn't mean to cut you off. What do you think it takes – like, what's the formula to beat Cleveland? Because they are so loaded. Well, um, first of all, you got to break um, Kevin Love's shoulder. <laughs> nah, first, He'll really, do that to himself. Seriously, seriously. Um, you had to shut down. You had to get LeBron head. You know, first you got to get LeBron head. Then you got to shut down Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving is probably one of the premier point guards. And um, how easy is it, you think to get into LeBron's head? It's pretty hard. That dude battle tested. He been he been through a lot. You been know, six careers, man. Yeah, he's been through a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. if you stop LeBron, that's going to be hard to do. I mean, Popovich did it. You know, he put bigger guys on LeBron. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you could do that, you might be able to slow him down. But, but other, not, other than Tony Parker on San Antonio, everybody's 6'5 and up. 
Yep, that big ass. Uh-huh. Yep. Just like you, like you were referring to Milwaukee earlier. Yeah. See, that size I didn't know that. That's sneaky. That's sneaky on the Spurs' size. See, nobody's talking about that. Nah, man. Yeah. All they talk about is Popovich. Yeah. Duncan. Nobody's talking Parker. about how big the Spurs are. The Spurs System. are huge. They are, and they're yeah. long. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. Uh, it's gonna, you know. They don't need a tall point guard when everybody else can nah, play nah, small nah. four or I mean, above. Especially when you're lightning quick like Tony Parker. Yeah, man. It's going to be real interesting when they get Michael Conley next year. But we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, I like Atlanta as a threat to Cleveland amongst uh, above the other teams. Now, now in the NBA, you need that star player. So, Indiana, uh, Miami, they're, they're up there because Bosch is a really good player still. I didn't uh, even mention him. I know. Yeah. He's often forgotten, which is sad because he's really good. He's their most consistent player. Uh, even though Dwayne Wade's the star, Bosch is their best player. Uh, Paul George in Indiana. Chicago's not a threat in a seven-game series. Neither is Toronto, Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando. So, uh, if you go, I say Atlanta because they can play defense. They got depth inside, and they can shoot threes, right? Because uh, I think you got to be able to hit threes to beat Cleveland. You got to have size inside, because that's where they're. That's where that's probably their most. Uh, like you exploit them the most is in the paint, right? The only thing I like about Atlanta is they don't have a go-to guy at the end of the game. They don't know if they want Al Horford to shoot. They don't know if they want the um. What's the point guard name? Yeah, Teague. Yeah, they don't know if they he's want their Teague best to player. shoot. Uh, Teague is awesome. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I think he's he'd go any other team and you know probably start. Yeah, you uh, know he's, he's a top notch uh, point guard, man. Yeah, but um, I don't think they have a go to guy. Atlanta's cool, but um, I would I wouldn't say they're a threat. I don't. I I just think the way their team's built and they got some veterans on there. Like it hurt them last year not having Cephalosha in the playoffs. Remember things like that. Remember now they 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 they, they want to be the Spurs of the East. Yeah. So, you know, they really not being successful at that this year. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, they was like But past. the Eastern Conference is so tough this year. It is tough. People are looking at the teams are down. This conference is up. up. That's what's going on. And it's tough, man. New York's 14 and 14. And 500 over the last 10 years would have got you a, a 7, 6 seed, right? Yeah, they got. And, and they're at 11. I mean, even teams at the bottom are good. You know, Charlotte, Milwaukee, yeah. Orlando. Well, Milwaukee's the worst of these teams that we mentioned. Right, uh, they just in the tougher division. Charlotte's good. They are in the toughest division. Yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, but um, Detroit's a good team, and they're they're not healthy yet. Uh, they're they're lacking depth inside. Uh, but when they get Jennings and Jody Meeks back, yeah, they change things. See that 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 is. I can't wait till they get Jennings back because I I don't think Jennings going to play. I think Jennings is a trade bait. See, I was reading today they're not going to trade him because they're not going to get anything worth him. No, they're not going to get anything worth him. But um. They might get some draft picks for next year. But right now, what you're looking at, because I don't understand that, because when you have a young team, you know, trying to take that next step, like right now Detroit's uh, 16 and 12, right? Okay. So that's a winning record, obviously. That is a winning record. Um, what you need draft picks for? I'm trying to win now. Like, I don't need more. I got Drummonds. Well, I got Reggie Jackson. I got Caldwell Pope, who's been phenomenal. Stanley Johnson's still on the bench. I don't need more of that. I need some veteran depth. Uh, especially big guys. You want to win now. Well, well, so you think well, they should take that team and go for it right now with that team? No, what I'm saying is if you trade Brandon Jennings, you're not going to be a better team this year or next because whoever you draft, whoever you get, it's not going to be the level of him. So I would see, I would trade him in the offseason if it doesn't work out. Right, I'll try to play him this season and try to see how much better my. I'm 16 and 12 now. I think if I got him, if I got Meeks, if I'm fully healthy, then maybe I'm 18 and 10. Maybe you know what I mean, and that puts me two games back of the Cavs, man. I mean, they're they're a good team. I mean, they, they should be okay. Yeah, they're solid. My point is, I'm not going to trade away somebody just for the sake of trading them. You know what I mean? 
I think they should. I think they should get. I think but they you're should. not gonna get equal talent back. Why well, would you do he, that? It's, it's a it's a dummy. It's a dummy born every day. Let me understand. Let me let me just clarify. Okay. I'm not saying don't do it down the road. I'm saying don't do it right now. Don't do it right now. Right now, right now I'm saying play the season out. Okay. And if somebody throws you some miraculous deal, you take it. Yeah, you I hop get on it. it. I get it. But at the end of the season, you see how your team is, and then you assess it from there. Okay. Uh, but okay, so Spurs Warriors is Oklahoma City a challenge to these guys? Man, I I think so because they got the um, they got Durant and Durant. You know what I'm saying? He's out to prove something this year. The only problem with that is he got to share the ball with Westbrook. Yeah, man. You know who's a better player? I think Durant. I know you like Westbrook. He's the best. He's the second best all around player in the NBA. Yeah, he is. But Durant just awesome, dude. He, he shoots. He's a phenomenal he's, scorer, man. Yeah, that's you know, and he's gonna one day he's gonna lead. The, you know, he's gonna break the record. But he's he gonna, gets real timid when LeBron's in the building. He, that's that's his crutch right there. He cannot that's be a huge LeBron. Crutch because he cannot get, be LeBron. I think he's just so jealous of LeBron. I'm interested to see him play Golden State in San Antonio. Yeah, let's yeah. see how much he falls back when he plays them. Nah, I think he's out to get teams like that. I think he. I think he. I, I think he. He will um, match it really good with Stephen Curry and you know Clay Thompson. Basket for basket, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what they'll do. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth till somebody went to the end. But OKC doesn't play defense. That's because of the new college coach, man. Every time you get with a new college coach, they got to adjust to the, the NBA, man. It's because man. of the talent yeah. on the team. And the coaching. That team, uh, you maybe, know. Maybe, you, you you get that You get that team, a defensive mind coach, you know, that team would be a lot better. Maybe you're right, man. But uh, right now they are what they are. They're the third best team in the West. And they're, they're a distant third behind San Antonio and Golden State. Yeah, I mean, they they playing like a second-tier team right now. Because that's what they are. Yeah, they're not um, really playing like a top-tier team. So let me ask you this. So we got OKC, the Clippers, Dallas, then Memphis and Houston. Um, Memphis is not a threat to beat any good team. No, right? not they're, at all. They're like 3-13. and 13 It's over with. Or 4-12 versus good teams, something like that, something crazy. Trey Conley. But you, but you're not going to be able to get anything get shit in the last year of his contract. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just not you're not going to get anything for Conley. You may be able to get something. Did you hear about the Tony Allen trade? They was trying to Tony Allen to the Clippers for, to the Clippers. Yeah, Tony Allen to the Clippers for Austin Rivers and um, some other guy off the bench. But um, I do it. I pull the trigger. You, I, dude, I would I would take a subway sandwich for Tony Allen. Yeah, I you know. know what I mean, uh, but Memphis is in all kinds of trouble, man. Uh, what do you think their main problem is right now? But don't tell me shooting because I don't want to hear that. Uh, man, I hate Jaeger. Jaeger <laughs> Jaeger sucks because you know he he's not he's not down for his team. Anytime you get on you know these post post um game conferences and and talk bad about your team. I would have fired that guy. Why? Because he's not supporting his team. He's but calling what, his team old, Let me slow. ask you this. He's not confident in them guys. Okay, so what you're saying is he's telling the truth. He is telling the truth, but you so you're not supposed to come out and tell the truth? You want you want to hype your team up. You want to be a leader, man. You, even if you're going to lose this war. You so what do you want to tell them? Oh, we're not slow. <laughs> no, you want we're to tell them. not old. You want to tell them, even though we are slow, we still could do it. Damn, man. You know. That's not going to work with veterans, man. <laughs> like, like these guys are almost the same age as him, right? But then, mm-hmm. uh, you know. They are. They are. And, you know, we were talking about Randolph and I, I'm Tony gonna, Allen. I'm going to say it. They should have never fired Lionel. I said it. But you had to fire him. <laughs> he didn't want to get with the program yeah, of the he, analytics, man. Yeah, he was pretty much, he was pretty much wanted to do shit his way. Not saying right or wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like as you're saying, he's down in the players. Every time the front office made a move, he was down in the front office. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, he didn't like the Rudy Gay trade. He, he didn't. didn't like getting rid of Hottie Dodd. You know what I mean? And uh, he didn't like any moves that they were pulling. If they still had Lionel, you think they'd still be gritting around, still be strong? 
Lionel Hollins isn't the reason behind grit and grind. All right, Lionel Hollins didn't. Tony Allen, the players that were here are the reason behind it. He didn't even want to play Tony Allen. Xavier Henry got hurt. Uh, O.J. Mayo got hurt. Insert Tony Allen, right? Or he had never even seen the court, man. You know, so he's the grit and grind, right? Good point, good point. So what's good coaching is not getting players to play your system. It's adjusting to coach around what you, what you got to work with, right? And he did a good job of that, but he's not the identity behind grit and grind. He's an offensive-minded guy. He didn't. He doesn't like throwing it into the post. He wanted to run off. He wanted to build a team around Rudy Gay. That's what he wanted. He wasn't with the program. So the things you're saying about Jaeger down in his players, Hollins was doing the same thing about his bosses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean so that, he had to go. That got him fired. So you know. Yeah, man. And you know he's a good coach, man. Uh, you know I hope he gets a good opportunity in Brooklyn. Man, they need some players up there. They do, man. Bad. Uh, but you know they're not gritting and grinding up there. <laughs> um, but so you know. I just think, I think you got to blow this whole program up. Blow it up. Blow it up because it's not going to work, man. Blow it up. These guys like Matt Barnes, who hit that half court shot to beat Detroit, right? So depressing. That was lucky. It was. It was. It was that BS, was, man. I'm yeah, gonna tell you so why. Up. Because when he hit it, there was like 1.1 seconds left. So I don't know how much left when it left his hand. Everybody, Jaeger was on the court calling timeout. Yeah, he should have called a timeout. The rest of the players were walking off the court to the timeout. Matt Barnes just takes off and shoots the ball. Yeah, now if he would have missed that shot, he probably would never seen the court again. If, no, what would have <laughs> happened was if he would have missed the shot, all we would have heard about was how they weren't granted a timeout. Yep. You know what I mean? That's what we would have heard. And... uh but they got the victory. It was a good win for them. They needed it. Uh, I'm never mad about a grizzly win. You know, just I hate that my Pistons had to fall the victim of a circumstance like that. Um, so let, let me run this by you, man. The the NBA basketball, uh, their Hall of Fame, right? Okay. Is uh, it's a little bit different than like the NFL Hall of Fame uh, or baseball. And in basketball Hall of Fame, it's about basketball. You can be international. You can be college, uh, NBA. You all go to the same. Uh, hall, right? Okay. So they changed their rule to now players are eligible after four years, right? Uh, and I want to I want to say this: today is the 124th uh, birthday of basketball being born. So it's a great day to have a, a talk NBA, right? Yeah, history on its 124th birthday. But so eligible after four years now. Uh, so nominees coming up this year: Allen Iverson and Yao Ming and Shaq and Tom Izzo and Cheryl Swoops. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, do you know Tom Izzo's played in seven Final Fours? I mean, he's the face of Michigan State basketball. I mean, he's, you know, he's there, Coach K. So, yeah. Yeah, man, behind Coach K, he's probably the the biggest college coach, right? I, bet so. I, I believe so. He's I famous. I mean, Calipari as of late, but yeah. when you talk about tenure-wise. Yeah, he, he, he at the table. He's at the table. Absolutely. Um, so... I definitely agree with Iverson and Shaq. Uh, I don't know. Yao Ming's NBA career isn't enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. See, Yao Ming took the game overseas. Like, he, he was the reason why we got he, he raised the popularity. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean. But his, his game, his numbers aren't Hall of Fame warranted, are they? Well, he did more for the game than just on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like he? Did made he? The, he made the game international. You know, you got But step- is it still international or was it just they were fans? Kobe goes to China every summer. And Yao Ming opened a lot of those guys, those kids in China eyes to basketball. So, you know, they they making a, a trillion books off China right now because of Yao Ming. Well, so, yeah. Maybe you're right, man, but I think his play alone does not warrant Hall of Fame. Well, you know, he didn't play long enough. 
he regardless, always, yeah, regardless, man. he was always hurt, you know. But you know, for 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 a couple of seasons there, he was he was the best center in the league, you know. He was the most talented. Yeah. yeah. But the, the problem that they had in Houston because he either had Steve Francis or Tracy McGrady. Yeah. They, like either Yao nev- was hurt or McGrady was hurt. Yeah. But they can never right? stand the court. They the can same never stand the court at the mm-hmm. same time. And but I think it affects his legacy. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Iverson for sure. Shaq definitely. Where does Shaq rank amongst the best players you've ever seen? The most the most dominant player I've ever seen. Absolutely, you know, um, he definitely he's definitely top ten. Um, it's too crowded in the top five. You know, I, I couldn't say top five because well, it's, it's it, a lot of big men who did more than him. And it's hard to put a center in that top five when yeah. some of guys that do a whole lot more with the basketball. But top centers is he better than Olajuwon? Yeah, he got more championships. So I agree. Yeah, yep, he is. Uh, David Robinson definitely. Okay, he, uh, killing, he killing David Robinson. I don't want to bring up Kareem. I don't want to bring up Wilt, and I don't want to bring up Bill Russell. I, I, I never saw them, him play. Yeah, I didn't see them so guys play. I don't play. want to bring them up. But stat wise, Shaq can't mess with none of but them I, guys. I think I think Hakeem was the best center I saw play. Hakeem, like Shaq's most dominant. Mm-hmm. Hakeem's the best because uh, he got two rings and he didn't have a great. I mean, now him, what yeah. if he had got them two rings if um, Jordan hadn't retired? See, that's Probably the question. Not. See, that's the question. He would have just been another Malone. But, but there's a chance. A Barkley. Because if Jordan had not retired, all right, they didn't get Rodman until three years later. So I'm not going to say they would have got Rodman that year. Rodman was in San Antonio. All right. Um, had he not retired, the Bulls had trouble with big men. Okay. Uh, the Rockets had a big man that could play and had guys that could shoot the rock. You know what I mean? There's no guarantee that they couldn't have beat them uh, – that 94 Bulls Yeah, team. we said – we always say that, and then Jordan get on the court and wipe the floor with him. So. Yeah, but, <laughs> but look at his finals appearances, man. Uh, Utah, right, uh, who's just – you know, Carmelo is just a piece of trash, right? No, uh, come on, buddy. No, he's a great player. <laughs> That's Carmelo. But he doesn't have that clutchness, man. You know what I mean? He shot 30% in the finals, man, when you had home court advantage. Unacceptable from a great player. Uh, Stockton was a great player. I'm not going to get into him. Uh, the Phoenix team – it wasn't a great team. It was a one-hit yeah, wonder. Yeah, that was um, the best team they Marcus faced. MVP was, the, season. The best team they faced was Seattle. And if any of them other, uh, any of the other five championship Bulls teams would have played that Seattle team, that Seattle team would have beat them, in my opinion. Right. The the road in the Eastern Conference was a whole lot harder it was, it was, than whoever they played in the finals. It was because that Lakers team was old, as well as that Portland Trailblazers team. They were. Uh, there was at the end of their run. That was like a passing of the guard torch yep. type of thing. Yep. Uh, so let me throw this at you. Kobe Bryant retiring, of course. And he said the top five players he faced. Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Clyde Drexler. Do you think he's just – now he said there's so many players that should be named. But can you believe like he – like when you played Clyde Drexler, right? He wasn't Clyde the Glide, right? He was just a guy who was like a teacher, right? Well, Kobe said that. This is Kobe's words. By the time he played Glide, Clyde the Glide, Clyde was like 80 years old. Yeah, so, man, he like, was I don't understand that one. Like, I can't yeah. believe Iverson didn't make that list. Yeah, man. I can't believe he said that. There's got to be some kind of animosity there or something. I can't believe he, he included Durant in there. I, I mean, can't either, man. Yeah, because Durant's like, too, he's, he's, he's real new school, you know? Yeah, he's just trying to reach out to the young guys, man. I think definitely trying to do. Yeah, but trying to get on the buddy list. Don't work. You ain't fooling me, fool. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, mock draft. Obviously, no teams are setting the lottery. Man, tell me some young guys that are coming out uh, that we could be looking forward to seeing in the NBA next year. Whether you know it or not, they got a couple of good young guys coming in next year. They got a guy from LSU, Ben Simmons, sixteen point four. This guy can do everything. And now, he'll be in Philadelphia next year, maybe or the Lakers. You know, you know. Then they got you know 
They got a guy from Duke. If, if you haven't seen this guy play, check this guy out. His name Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. He's 6'9". Everybody's comparing him to um, Durant. The guy could score from anywhere on the court. He's paper thin. Like, he's skinny. He's really skinny. But he could score. Check yeah. that guy out. Is he, he a freshman? He's a freshman. He's a mm-hmm. freshman. He's definitely going. So I he'll think, be with the Lakers next year. Maybe. I, I think Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram going one and two. I, you know, with, with Ben Simmons going first. Mm-hmm. And they got a guy in Cal, Jalen Brown. He's a big guy. He's like 6'7", 250. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's pretty tight, too. Yeah. And honorable mentions to um, Scarlett Abissier mm-hmm. um, Kentucky mm-hmm. he's probably the best big man coming out how tall is he he's like 6'11 so he's right at 7 foot yeah you know like he, he went to Kentucky trying to be Anthony Davis it's not working out for him too mm-hmm. much but I think he'd be a better NBA player okay yep well that's cool man you know because it's going to be interesting do you think Philadelphia will win 5 games this year man um, I think they'll win 5 games I don't think they'll win more than 10 I think I, I'm serious. Yeah, like, yeah, like, there's it, no reason to think that. Yeah. Even with Colangelo coming in and Mike D'Antoni, who is the worst coach that I've ever seen get more opportunities than I've ever seen anybody man, in history. That's, that's somebody's buddy, man. Yeah, he, he's got to be, man. Somebody's yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. He, you know, he gives mouth service in the limo or something because that dude's garbage, man. But uh, Victor Oladipo? Yeah, you know, I think I think um, it's going to be some um, some trades this year that's going to break the NBA up because Fournier is taking his place, in, taking yeah. his minutes, right? So Victor Oladipo is he's on the bench now. You know, what I'm saying I don't I don't think he's too happy about that situation. You know, what I'm saying um, they got where would Dwight Howard end up? See, did you hear about this rumor? They got Dwight Howard getting traded to Miami for Hasim Whiteside. Would you make that trade? If I were Houston, yeah. If I, I was Miami, I hell think, I, no. I think it's sort of an even swap. No, it's not. Why do you think it is? And I'll tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. This is why I think it's even spot. They both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But why Hassan Whiteside a little bit better um, offensively right now. He's younger. Now, you know, Dwight Howard, he's a superstar in his own. You know what I'm saying? In he, his own head. He I, is I, not what he was four years ago. He's not what he was, but I think he if he went to a different place, Pat Riley pat on, pat on the back a couple of times, tell him he's a star. There's no guarantee, man. He's a grown kid. He's a grown it causes kid. problems everywhere but he goes. But just think what Pat Riley did for those older centers. You know, so he made he turned um, Morning to a NBA um, champion. So he don't turned, compare Dwight Howard. Shaq came there and won a championship as a second player. Dwight exactly. Howard. Dwight Howard is immature in the mind. Right, he's a kid out there playing a man's game, and he's athletically talented. Right, like very few can match his athleticism for his size and everything. Uh, but since 08 when they went to the finals or whenever it was he's gotten no better on offense he's basically on a decline, decline. I mean he just picked the wrong teams to go he, to okay he's he got Stan Van Gundy fired in Orlando yeah that kind of uh, he's got nobody wanting to go to LA to play with Kobe alright and now he's causing problems in Houston that has enough problems yeah he need to get out of there he need to get out of there mm. it's another trade that's kind of kind of bubbling they they trying to get rid of Cousins out of Sacramento I, I mean no they're not but who told you that if he go anywhere check your sources I'm, no the coach don't, the coach can't stand him no the coach can't yeah the coach, the coach can't will stand be gone him. before DeMarcus Cousins will be gone see I, unless I Cousins I don't think does he something play off there. the wall I don't think he want to play there who the hell does you don't, don't have control over exactly. that exactly I think he want to get out of there and I think this this is his excuse to get out of there 
get the fuck out of the, you, you don't excuse have, my language <laughs> get get out of Sacramento right now while you still can cousins yeah you, you don't right have now. you don't have that say so man he's not going to get traded because of the coach if he gets traded it's because management is full of uh, what uh, done with whatever he's been doing his antics or whatnot. um um, there's really not too much more to go over. We hit our hour. What what did you got there? Oh, NBA Rookie of the Year, man. Go ahead, spit it to me, man. Um, NBA Rookie of the Year, I gotta give it to Jill Jaleel Okafor. I mean, that guy right there is averaging seventeen points a game. Mm-hmm. They're comparing they comparing him to Duncan, but I think he's better than Duncan. In Philadelphia, can you really give somebody in Philly any kind of award? I think you can. You know what I'm saying? That guy, that guy. I really like your awesome. boy Porzingis, man. He's okay, but he used to start a team in New York when they still got Carmelo. He's that's that's funny. That's funny. He's not the star. Every time I turn on Sports Center, guess what I see? Yeah, you're more Porzingis. talking about him. He's not the star. Porzingis. He's not the star, man. I think he's you know, they're talking team. about they're gonna try to make it to where him and Anthony can be on the floor floor more uh, together more. Uh, even though they they have the least amount of pick and rolls in the yeah, NBA, yeah, I, I don't think they play together. I don't think they get yeah, together. probably not, man. Yeah. Carmelo's a guy that's going to be shipped out if anybody does, man. Anything else you want to chime in on? Kyrie's back. That's all I'm gonna say. Kyrie's back until until he break another leg. All right, so March. All right, man. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Oh yeah, bringing your son to spectate here. Oh and, yeah. Uh, uh, but I appreciate. It. I'm gonna get you back on soon after the first of the year, man. Have a merry Christmas. I appreciate the invite, man. Yeah, man, of course, man. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and enjoy the three bad games and the two good games on Christmas Day. <laughs> okay. Um, Check that Detroit Lions score. And the score is, doesn't matter what the score <laughs> is. <laughs> All right, man. That's it, man. We're gonna we're gonna uh, cut this show to an end, man. I appreciate it. My best friend CJ, my brother from the same mother, couldn't be here. Hopefully they'll join me again soon. They're not abandoning me forever. Uh so um Remember this, man. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're absolutely right, man. This has been Quentin Bailey on Sports Sports and Sports Queued Up. Uh, I am out. Peace. This podcast is a production of OM Audio and the OM Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.